Reaction. 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 Nice. Gold dust. Hey everyone, welcome to Reaction, the podcast that makes sense by home things. Now, today's our first episode and I'm with the amazing Days Agaji. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) How do you feel about being guest number one? Oh, it was really, really great to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I had better release this first, otherwise it's going to be very awkward. I have to edit that bit like guest number 17. <laughs> exactly, because I need like, you know, no expectations. <laughs> <laughs> no one to lead you up against, like you're going to set the bar. Exactly. No pressure, no pressure. For those people, I obviously know who you are, we've literally just sat here and had a chat, but for people who don't know who you are, how would you sum yourself up in one sentence? Like a dating profile. Um... <laughs> Freelance climate activist. Love think, yeah, that. Quite... That's like a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I'm a freelance climate activist. If you want to hire me, <laughs> rates below. That's really cool. Why freelance? Um, because although like my main work is with Extinction Rebellion as a coordinator, mm. uh, I do work with other organisations as well. Amazing. And it's just about you know understanding that everyone has their different form of protest and 100%. you know xr maybe gluing yourself to like a bridge or a bus <laughs> but some people you know it's more like adopting a panda or something like this and i th- i think i can you know lend myself to other parts of the movement as well love that and so right so you're a student at the moment yeah, yeah at goldsmiths yeah what are you studying history and politics love that what year are you in i'm in second year how's it going <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all right. I guess, like, you know, activism kind of takes up a lot of time. <laughs> like, like barely getting through uni. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. I think I love going to uni because it really provides that break. It's so like, weird that you would say that uni provides the break. That just shows how much you do outside of uni for that to be the break. Most people are like, oh, I've got a lecture and then I can relax for like the other 23 hours of the day. Love that. So you find that as like your little light relief? to all the activist stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, because it kind of just, like, grounds you and then, like, lets me have, like, normal, like, 19-year-old... You get what I mean? Just like, be a real girl. Activity, <laughs> exactly. Like, I can go out with my friends and not think about, like, you know, existential crisis and society collapse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like, I can kind of be normal for a bit. So. <laughs> not think about the world ending. Really nice, like, relief. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. So how did you... How did you even get into this? Like, at what age did you decide, hey, here's a huge problem, but also be like, I want to do something about it? Because I think so many people mm. nowadays like are aware of situations, are aware of problems, but don't necessarily, A, know what to do about it, or B, how to get involved, or actually like don't want to, like don't have that drive. So mm. for you, how did you end up in this position that you're in right now? Yeah, I think it, it was a pretty like slow burning process, to be honest. I think like, um, my connection to the environment of where I started to care was when I moved to Lincolnshire and just like living really close to like you know fields and like mm. having to go like through this like bull field to get to the local park <laughs> and it's yeah it's very much like very rural life you know mm. and having like chickens and things like this so it was kind of just there, like that's when I started to like understand nature and really nice. like care for it and really, you know, enjoy being with it. Um, but I would say like the activism kind of started like a couple years ago, it would have been like two, three years ago now, when I first moved back to London. Mm. And then I got quite ill with asthma and some okay. like skin issues as well. And I just didn't really know where it was all coming from because it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, especially with my skin, because like my family's like known for just having really clear and great skin I had really great skin and the next thing you know it was just everything but it wasn't like 
you know like acne mm. almost because it was i was like 17 it wasn't the time same kind of spots that you would get with acne and then i just didn't really know why so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna go on the internet and look for myself (laughs) you know like (laughs) webmd like spotty skin (laughs) i'm dying i'm dying (laughs) exactly but yeah but i actually found out that we kind of are dying (laughs) and i found out about um, air pollution in london and like the illegal levels and how this affects Mm. our breathing and lung capacity and the function of our brains and our skin like the vanity of it you get what I mean it was like 100%. it was one of those moments where I was just like oh my god what's going on <laughs> then that's when I found out about the climate crisis doing more and I was like wow we've got big issues on our hands <laughs> there's a bigger situation in my skin right here right yeah, now yeah exactly and then I, I just had this like I would say like almost like a year period of just like being very much like light environmentalist you know cut down on plastic at this point like I was already vegetarian so it was just like yeah not eating meat and stuff like this kind of like this is what I can do so mm. I'm just gonna like do this like really small bit yeah and then like I was kind of angry at like big NGOs who I feel like should have been protecting us and like telling us 100%. the truth but they I just felt like just weren't you know we were still on that like especially like after reading loads of things like you know still on that meat free Monday vibe when it's like hun meat free Monday would have been good like 20 years ago like, you know Monday like, doesn't cut it anymore yeah it's kind of like we, we need to start pushing past it and also like you know even knowing that like the actual structure and the system is just so messed up um yeah so i went through a moment of just anger and just like oh i hate all of them (laughs) (laughs) like oh go away all of this and then my friend she went to the declaration Mm. of rebellion in november last year where they took the five bridges to be honest it wasn't really my seeing so i was like a bunch of white people gluing themselves (laughs) into shit i was like (laughs) you know what i mean it's like i don't think this is for me um (laughs) and then she was like just go with me for this like intro meeting and then that ever since then like we went to the meeting and it was literally like life-changing i felt what it's like to be in a community mm. that cares that's like you know like my family is amazing but we are literally just four of us yeah you know so being in this like bigger group of people who just like actually give a shit about each other and give a shit 100%. about the earth and it made me feel not crazy because i'm just there like going oh yeah climate crisis to everyone but no <laughs> one else really getting the extent but being in a place where like everyone did get it and was like yeah we are scared but we are hopeful and yeah. we're gonna stay happy and hopeful through it as well absolutely you know it was like wow and then I started working with them like uh, full time the week after so did that come from you was that like a self-initiated thing to work for them as in I because I naively I don't know how that would work so like did they approach you did you approach them and you were like I want to do more or how does that happen so with XR like it's it's very (laughs) it's very much like strange because you know it's not a thing that you like apply for a job and like show them your CV they just want you to because like the whole thing like for example like regen culture where it's like you know slow down your yes so you're only taking what you know you're capable of doing and Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're capable of doing more there are people to aid you and um amy who is the person i met because at this point like i struggled with like quite severe anxiety and depression and i remember going in and me and my friend were literally talking to each other about talking ourselves out of going to this meeting and going to the pub instead because we were so anxious of just entering so we were like are you sure and we were literally about to go and then she was like come on I know where the meeting is and just took us in and you know message us the day after and then I explained you know I've got really bad anxiety and don't know you know how mm, how to get involved yeah. you know and then she was like yeah come to the office even if you don't do any work we can just sit have a cup of tea talk to that's people that's amazing yeah that is amazing and I think do you know what that's like a very nice 
human side to XR because I think obviously I mean we could talk about this and maybe we should talk about this but Mm. a lot of activism gets so much negative press especially as like how it is at the moment with XR and the things that they're doing and it almost is so overwhelming that I guess for someone who's not involved directly would be like oh you know there they go at the end they're they're just disrupting Mm. the tubes or like like we were saying before we recorded but like the horrible things that people say like about Greta Thunberg and like Jeremy Clarkson like constantly trolling her and it's like why bro like she's 16 man (laughs) literally (laughs) leave the poor girl alone for like a number of reasons but it's like she is literally trying to save the fucking planet (laughs) or at least like bring awareness to like the planet and like the issues that are going on and do good and yet people Mm. like brand them as like eco warriors and I feel like I'd like to know your take on it but like the term eco warrior it's is it like a positive thing that like say for someone like you as an activist can own and be like yeah I am an eco-warrior or do you have you felt any negativity towards you either directly or Mm. indirectly by being an activist by being part of XR yeah like weirdly enough it was only as of the last I would say probably around three months Mm. four months I would have actually called myself a climate activist anyway I just thought I was just a person like giving a shit (laughs) (laughs) I just cared I just cared and I tried to do something with this like feeling of care for like myself and my family and my community and my earth you know so it's like even like the label of it is kind of weird because like everyone expects me to be like you know like tree hugging tree hugging if that's your thing you do that boo but at the same time you know everyone expects me to be like this like giant like stereotypical hippie mm-hmm. but it's like no I, I literally just care and you yeah. know I want to protect what I care about especially you know with Skegness being where I grew up partly like some of the predictions are saying by 2035 it's going to be all underwater and you know if I do so end scary. up having kids which I don't plan on but you know hope <laughs> you know but if I do end up having kids like I want them to see where I grew up and then the Don't fact go. that that might may not even exist by then you know that's that's scary that's enough to care Absolutely. you know so yeah like you, there's so much negativity sometimes sometimes it can be really like a lot um during the election mm. campaign it, there was a, a lot of negativity um yeah most mostly about my race you know and loads of comments like we're only celebrating this because she's black. What? <laughs> and, yeah, and stuff like, 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 you know, like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's too young to know what she's talking about. Classic. You know, stuff like that. And it was like, you know, like, I'm just trying to be the best human that I can. My mum, you know, grew up in a house of learning to care for one another. And this is my way of caring. Yeah. You know, and it's like... And as it should be, and I feel like it's so strange for people to have so much negativity about people actually just caring. Like, it's no skin off anyone else's back. Mm. It's literally saving the earth and what we have and what everyone else before us has destroyed, either knowingly or not knowingly, because I think there's a level of, like, education to all of this as well. And I guess, do you think there's some... Because there's a lot of thing going around about like, you know, climate justice and all that kind of thing. And whether being able to have these opinions and do these things is like a privileged position. Like, do you ever feel like that? That it's only the privileged who are able to be activists or it's only privileged people who are able to have the voice? Or do you think... Yeah, I think um, privilege is really important to talk about when we're talking about activism. I do Mm. think there is a privilege, even just the privilege of being in the UK and knowing that going out on the streets isn't going to mean death for you. Absolutely. You know, and that's a privilege, you know, being in the UK as it is. um, I understand people talk about, you know, 
being able to sustain activism as you know a job as well is a privilege yeah and i do understand that and there is an element of privilege to protest however i feel like everyone looks at protest way too like you know unnuanced mm-hmm. and it's like there are so many different forms of protesting Definitely. you don't have to be on the street to do that you may be you know like a queer person like breaking down the gender norms and that's like that's protest that's yeah. rebellion you know um there was this case that before i used to work at amnesty international and there was this case about this woman that would leave flowers in front of the embassies like these paper flowers in front of embassies to protest and although you know nice. in this like in the uk we wouldn't think of that as a protest yeah that's truly rebellious 100 you know? and i think people think I think people assume protest is violent for yeah. some reason. Like when you think of protest, you think of like big banners, you think of arguments, you think of shouting, you think of you know. You we all see scenes like what happened in Hong Kong and thinking mm. about like that as as a protest, not thinking like you said like small acts of going against what you are told to do and for fighting for what you believe in. Like that's protest, and like the exactly. fight doesn't have to be physical. It can almost be crossing a barrier going against what everyone says that you should do exactly yeah you're right you know yeah i think we have to start expanding this so much more especially when we start talking about you know climate justice like people talk about the environmental sector being really white and i'm just like no it's not like indigenous people have been doing this for generations (laughs) they're like the true like environmental ogs you know they've been doing this for forever you know protecting their land exactly there was (laughs) like Unfortunately, I guess sometimes we're in situations where it takes one big voice to suddenly gain recognition, but that doesn't mean that all the work that's been gone before is not valued or it exactly. hasn't been cherished or and I think that's important. even the thing with XR because everyone's like looking at XR as is, it's like the saving hope and it's mm-hmm. like yeah XR's you know pretty awesome sometimes, but at the same time <laughs> it's like the only reason XR is successful is because of the work that has been done before us that. Definitely. like provided the fertile ground for this to be an acceptable and not niche idea you Absolutely. know and that's come from climate activists way before us for Definitely. generations it's a very interesting time to be alive yeah. I think. very interesting time to be yeah. alive that's how i'm gonna coin it i mean there's a million things we can all do but what do you think are like mm. simple daily things like without being like change your life like what are tiny little things that we could all be doing that make us maybe like a better not an activist even say, but just be more conscious of the world that we live in and like more, even just like thoughtful, like considerate. Yeah. To be honest, I'm one of those like, change your life girl, because this life ain't working for none of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that change is everything. <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing, like the change doesn't have to come abrupt and it doesn't yeah. have to be painful. You know, I do think that we have got to the point of where we are like consuming way too much. Mm. We are one of the largest contributors to carbon within the world. um, And we do need to change quite rapidly in this country just because of the amount of shit that we've already done. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's it's big to say it, but we do need to change quite rapidly just to make sure that, you know, others don't suffer for our own actions. 100%. you know, but at the same time, I understand that the world is not built to take care of the earth. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something necessarily for like the everyday people, but this is the systems that we have in place. Yeah. Prioritize profits over the earth and over people's, you know, over humanity and, you know, Definitely. empathy and love. And that is our 
biggest issue and this is where it's like although individual change and individual action is very much like a short-term thing Mm. it's like let's you know stop using plastic because in the short term we can reduce the demand and start getting really nice innovative products where they're using you know bioplastics um compostable plastics like recycle recycling glass and things like this it's like so they're like just no plastics at all even though plastic's like aim to use no plastic at all and then like <laughs> you can like mess up once in a while you know what I mean? <laughs> homoscape homoscape yeah. you know spinach is another one that like oh i'm okay to mess up for you know what I mean? like sometimes i just feel like that bag of spinach <laughs> and i don't want to feel guilty about it i literally thought that this morning we're only human and the thing is it's like if we get everyone on board of this, we will all have to do less. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like people don't really like pass bond to, you yeah. know? And I think that's so important is it's like, if we all made that one small change or if we all did whatever, but like collectively did something, then it's like you said, like the demand goes down and then big, big profit companies, they have they to have change. To think they don't have any choice. Exactly. So this podcast will probably go out after the general election. It's obviously been turbulent. Yeah. Very, very turbulent. Were you an MEP candidate? Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I, I, I ran for the European Parliament in May, earlier this year. Amazing. Yeah, I was the youngest person to do so for yes. the EU Parliament. Which Love it. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio reposted the Guardian article, <gasps> which is like, I think like the highlight of my year. I know that sounds so selfish because I've done some really great things with amazing Babe, people. Highlight of your but- <laughs> life. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was of your really kind of cool. That's <laughs> really <amazing>. cool. Amazing. <laughs> I remember my mum was like going through <laughs> Instagram with me, and then I like saw it, and like I saw like you know my friends are reposting the article and stuff. So I kind of saw it, and then saw Leonardo DiCaprio thing at the top, and I thought that was just like like the top of another post and then i was like hold up a second <laughs> leonardo dicaprio just posted an article about me <laughs> and it was like 2 a.m and i was just there, like screaming and jumping with my mum. <laughs> like mom i've made it sorry i'm moving out <laughs> that is so cool really cool that's Super amazing cool. <laughs> okay so you're basically a celeb so thanks for coming on the show i didn't realize i was in the presence of such greatness but wow well, nah, 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 nah. Well, nah. maybe he'll retweet. Maybe he'll listen. You should message him and be like, "Babe, babe, I'm on a show now. Meet up." Okay, so he obviously knows who you are. So you ran in May, yeah. And then, how have you been politically involved, shall we say, ever since May? Because obviously, a lot has happened since May. Yeah. Uh, so I've done like bits and bobs. I would say um, talking to people about you know like how we can make our society like politically literate because. You know, like, I I don't know, maybe, maybe this is like my big conspiracy theory moment, but I feel like there are governments that don't want us to know what's going on. Oh, Because 100%. it will make us, it'll make us think, hang on a second, this yes. isn't quite right. You know, so I feel yeah. like they don't include it into the education system like they really should. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been doing like loads of workshops, especially with like younger kids in schools and talking Amazing. about how we can actually have a healthy democracy in our country, what's not working and how we can correct it as individuals as well. Definitely. Um, before we go for the, you know, big lads of all genders. Um, <laughs> we go for the big guns and be like ah yeah you guys change the system because it's not working um yeah i've been doing a lot of talking with people who are you know running campaigns on you know votes at 16 working on marginalized groups being able to vote and knowing how to vote as well 
and also with younger people within this campaign as well um there are actually quite a few young people who are running yeah um all across the uk and some of them have reached out for my help amazing to you know say what campaigning was like which parts of my campaigning worked which parts just didn't mm-hmm. you know and things like this how to fundraise yeah, and just stuff some like advice this. I'm like a mentor i guess because i guess who else do they have to look up to and who they can get guidance from other than maybe someone who's 50 years older than them. Yeah. That's fantastic. So yeah, it's been really fun just kind of helping people, like learning from my own experiences and how, you know, we can do it. Because I just feel like this is the time for young people to kind of just take over democracy and just like, this is our futures, we have to have say in it. And we cannot continue like this because it is 100%. not working for the majority of us. And I feel like what's really refreshing is I feel like that movement is happening, like definitely happening. I think it was kind of coming into fruition a little bit the last general election. You could kind yeah. of see like a bit of a like an uprising from a lot of younger people and people mm. getting, like actually getting involved, actually getting interested in, and wanting to learn, not because it's like, oh, I've got to vote. I don't know, I'll just vote for like who my parents have voted for, or who I know is the safe one. It's yeah. like actually people doing research and even like what I think is really refreshing, like even seeing things like on Instagram, like in Instagram pages that like break down politics very simply. So it's yeah. like not, not the waffle that you hear from like Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn or whoever on these big political debates. It's like actually, what are their policies? What do they stand for in black and white? And then help you make an educated decision for what do you resonate with like exactly. and what do you believe in and what change do you want to see for your country that you are going to grow up in yeah because i've even seen that like girl damn is like a quite a favorite yes. of mm-hmm. mine for the way they do they just break it down yeah and it's like these are the topics that interest young people that young people care about yeah these are the policies you know it's very 100%. really kind of like simplifies to the extent of all of us understanding it you know and even like I had some friends who like I have learning disabilities and I seem to be like I, I seem to work okay as a human you know <laughs> <laughs> I, get by. I, I get I get by but um some of my friends who have more severe learning disabilities than me who just need that extra help of like yeah. reading a manifesto and stuff like this it's like the small bits of help we can give each other you know friends who don't have stable address let them register to your house absolutely you know and that's the kind of thing is that we need to do uh, like for example i like that Gildem told everyone like if you're part of like you know the commonwealth go and get your vote yeah. <laughs> which you is a thing that, that most people don't exactly 100%. so having those you know people like you know, uh, the other week actually, I was doing a show for the Rebel Radio, oh, nice. Soho okay. Radio, with um, POC, which are the People of Color Creative slash Collective. Nice. And they did just did like a video, which have been picked up for like days and stuff like that, Love on that. why you know the climate crisis is really here, how us in this country, as you know, first, second, third generation immigrants, need to start voting for Absolutely. the people who are back home, our families who are still there, yeah. you know, and need to start caring in that way as well. And it was just there like great to talk to them about their own views one of them coming from like Dominique and Love knowing that. about like you know the cyclones and yeah. and the other one coming from Australia and seeing the brunt of like fires everywhere what's the most bonkers thing that you have seen happen in this general election so far I'm saying so far because it's still a day to go yeah <laughs> anything can I happen right now I think what's like ringing in my head is like uh, do you know how dazed has like you know really been so brave and amazing and just been like we're voting Labour. Yes. This is why we're doing this. Yes. Everyone come on board, start voting. Especially for young people being like one of the sectors that just don't vote. Yeah. You know, having like a young magazine just be like, 
this is why you should vote you know this 100%. is what we're voting for it's great and they had this like amazing video that they put on youtube yesterday which is like i think it was like part of boris johnson's um like one of his campaign videos that like took inspiration from like love actually oh my gosh did yes. you see it yes i did i was like <laughs> but they remixed it and they put like jeremy <laughs> corbyn on top of stormzy and i was like this is amazing <laughs> it's like this is how you mix like youth culture and politics together really 100%. well. 100%. <laughs> like, make it entertaining. Yeah, and I love, 100%. like, the, the grime for Labour stuff. Yes. That's, like, in the crime for uh, Corbyn. I'm like, that's amazing because having, you know, like, my brother wouldn't necessarily be, like, my little brother wouldn't necessarily be that engaged in politics, mm. but seeing people that he looks up to, like, you know, like... Absolutely. Jamie and um, Stormzy and people like that, like, saying politics does matter and we need to start getting involved absolutely it, it makes so much of a difference 100 because it reframes politics from being like i guess a conventionally like, like old and stuffy yes and... like a white old male like boys club yeah where it's like oh only only you know if you know and it's like actually no and like you said it's so important so people like stormzy who are talking about me like this actually matters for me for you for anyone who's interested in me like and you're right days to have the confidence i saw it yesterday to be like we are voting labor like yeah. we're a pro-labor magazine a pro-labor company and girls i'm taking people out to go canvas in like yes. swing seats and i'm just yes. like yes That's like this awesome. is what we need and <laughs> do you know what i saw that was mad you know the um the boris johnson the technicolor dream coat video no i don't think so okay, where did i say i thought it was on your twitter it's like any deal will do Oh yeah. yeah, they're like parody <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, like there was this meme that I saw, and it was like, you know, like Britain deserves better, being like this slogan for the campaign. But it's like, but we've had a Tory government for nine years, yeah. so that's like a whole decade. <laughs> so we deserve better than you. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just they're like, it just highlights the point that if you guys haven't managed to get it together by now why should we give another five years especially this being like you know this being the climate election this being the like eu election oh my god because yeah. it, it really is and if we go you know five years it's like halfway to 2030 absolutely um, full way to extinction rebellions demand by to get to carbon is it 2030 we have 2025 because as being one of the okay. largest carbon contributors we need to you know, roll that in a lot quicker Got to you. make sure that the rest of the world who are already facing climate crisis Would it, don't Is it 2030 in Labour's manifesto? 2030 in Labour's manifesto. And this is one of the ones where... Uh, I was in a dazed article about... When they voted it in at the conference, it was 2030. Then right before the election, it looked like it was a little step back, like we're going to try and achieve it. Mm. So it wasn't as much of an ingrained promise as it was before. Yeah. So that did make me think, hey, oh, hold up a second. Like if you're two-stepping now like how do I know that you won't two set when you're in (laughs) but at the same time I still think that I think it was more one of those promising don't not wanting to promise the impossible yeah and especially with like Jeremy Corbyn being bashed for his things being like you know unrealistic and things like that so it's like I can kind of get politically why it would be like that yeah it makes sense and that's the thing you have to consider all these things and Mm. it has to be right for you and unfortunately i guess like one party might seem great on the one hand but if you you are able to understand and delve deeper because that's the thing, i think a lot of things are like hidden so people come up these bold statements like britain deserves better or blah 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 and people just hear that and hear that narrative yeah. and, and then buy into that without actually understanding unpacking what it means especially for the climate especially for whatever and i guess these big goals that 
you know, oh, if it's 2050 or if it's 2030, it's like, we need to feel confident that we're going to be hitting those and we're going to be not f***ing over the planet. Exactly. Even further going down the line in five years again. Oh, well, we've now got even less time, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's give ourselves another 10 years to figure out. Like, okay. We don't have 10 years. <laughs> okay, okay I'll see you on the boat then, shall I? <laughs> right, as the sea levels yeah, continue to rise. Yeah, it's just they're like, you know, like Costa Rica, absolutely like banging it out. Mm. Their like climate goals are amazing yeah. and they're doing it. And it's like, we all have the capacity to do it as well. So why aren't we? Exactly. You know, and even like, I went to Italy this summer for some work things, but it was like, the amount of like, everything that I touched was biodegradable <laughs> or compostable. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I went to the market and got like loads, there was like loads of like compostable bags that and things like amazing. that. And not even like industrially combustible. Cause I'm one of those like, Oh, that's such a, a sticky subject. Yeah. yeah like when, when people are like, oh, it's compostable. It's like, yeah, but only if it's an industrial compostable. And then that, no one collects that. No some, one even exactly. does that. I want something I can dig a hole in my back garden, pop it in, yeah. cover it over, and know it's going to degrade within 100%. the next couple of weeks. 100%. Like, <laughs> that's what I want. Literally, that's why I don't like what companies do like with like Coca-Cola's, they got named as like the world's biggest plastic polluter. And then they obviously had like gone to their PR company and been like, okay guys, like we've just been named like the world's biggest plastic polluter. What do we do? The PR agency is like, let's use the bottle these. more than once. Literally, just, it's just not single use. use if you use it again. <laughs> I was like, God, oh my God, who signed this off? <laughs> who signed this off? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> She's still on the tube and see the adverts where it's like, you know, it's, it's all now like crayon drawn and like on like not a white background, but yeah. like a little kind and of like creamy, cream. Kind of, yeah. Oh my God, it's like, okay, hard. Like, like whistle blowing that like environmentalism, you know, it's, yeah. it's so annoying. And also I think it's so obvious. Well, I think it's maybe we think it's obvious because it's mm. like conversations that we have, things that we're interested in. But maybe for some people they see it and be like, oh no, Coca-Cola's doing really well. Like yeah. their, their bottle is uh, reusable. It's like, Babe, like, that's the thing. What? It's just there's so much misinformation, and not because of like individuals, but because of companies actively trying to like mess us up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the worst part because you know someone can feel like they're doing really, really great things for the environment, and like the heart and action is there, yeah. but because like companies like stirring them the wrong way. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Sometimes it can be more damaging, and Absolutely. It's, it's just. It's really scary how, like, misinformation and fake news has become such a large part in our society. It's crazy. And I think for some people, it's very hard to decipher, like, how you... Unless unless you know the real answer, unless if you are, you know, interested in climate and you know the fact, how are you meant to know if it's fake news or not? So, like, you and I could sit here and be like, yes, that is fake news because I've done my research on that particular mm. thing. But any other person could see that and be like, oh, yeah, no, that's fantastic. They're doing really well. It's, it's yeah. scary how like those, we're able to do that. Links back to education and yeah. you know like critical thinking. Like I study history and politics, so like critical thinking skills is like a really large part of like the course and even understanding history and politics. Yeah, and it's like I take those same skills into understanding what I can see as bias and what I can see 100%. as true and untrue. You know, and we don't do enough of that with our young people as well. Mm. And I don't. And the worst part, it's not it's not teachers faults it's not schools faults because they are literally like struggling to survive at this point yeah. 
um there are like those amazing um teachers who are climate activists um who you know come like for example in our last april rebellion there were teachers who come they were like yeah i'm a maths teacher so if you need to revise because it was like it was exam time you know they were like if you need to revise i'm here you know so we had like loads of people who would come out and sit with us but they would be revising for their exams that is fantastic you know so there are like amazing teachers who want to talk about the climate crisis but there's so much regulation to keep the news out it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because yep. young people like uh, last year i did debate me um teaching okay. like tr- young kids um debating the public speaking skills with nice. the, like social enterprise mm. and it was like they have such amazing ideas to combat climate change like you'll be so surprised even some of them i'll be like quickly trademark that yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're on something down. here <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like we just need to you know learn from the young people who have much clearer minds than you know even i do you know definitely who can see a better future who can physically like visualize a better future <laughs> the future now matt's not here but matt i'm gonna pull up this laptop otherwise you'll see the answers <laughs> he has done a quick fire quiz round for Ooh, you okay some of them what okay let's, let's try this i hope <laughs> i don't get like too bad do you know what they're not they're not um climate or candidate or anything okay. they're, they're literally weird okay right, ready yeah warm yourself up okay it's like who wants to be a millionaire so who has more followers on twitter either Greta Thunberg or Jeremy Clarkson? Greta. Yeah, Greta. No. No way. Jeremy Clarkson. No way. Yeah, I know. I'm well, look this. at me in my little echo chamber. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Greta. Greta. <laughs> nope. Okay. So you got one wrong. That's fine. Don't worry. That's a tester. Okay. That's a tester. Warm up, warm up. What percentage of Americans think that chocolate milk come from brown cows? Oh, my God. There, there's a percentage. <laughs> There's an actual percentage. It's not zero. It's not zero. Worryingly. Oh, let's say like around 25%. I'm so sorry, Americans. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, it's only seven. Seven, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like, like I'm going to offend some Americans right now. <laughs> it all depends on, you know. a quarter of Americans. Not a quarter of Americans. A quarter of Americans who were surveyed. <laughs> And I was like, no, it was just two people, so it's fine. <laughs> but still, 7%. 7%, yeah, that's really worrying, isn't it? I mean, it's very worrying. I was like, okay. Okay, whose Twitter bio is one day you're the cock of the walk, the next a feather duster? I'll give you a clue. He's a bit of a dick. And he's British. There's lots of dicks. He, <laughs> you're British. he is a TV presenter. Is this an oh I'm I'm torn between two. Either Jeremy Clarkson again, just to keep the you know, or Piers Morgan. Yes, it's Piers Morgan. <laughs> there Welcome. you go. <laughs> One day you're the cock of the walk, the next a feather. What does that even mean? I I feel I don't like know. Piers Morgan likes to confuse us, so <laughs> to leave him over there. <laughs> You keep your Twitter bar. You just stay <laughs> on there. Okay, this is another one. I don't know how on earth you would know this. I'm sad to say that Chris the sheep passed away a few weeks ago in Australia. Aww. What was Chris the world record holder of? 
I have no idea. Um, I'll give you a clue. He's a sheep. And what he was famous for is a sheep's asset, I'd say. It's an asset of a sheep. Okay. So something about the wool. I'm presuming the thickest or longest wool. He's the wooliest. The wooliest. He's the wooliest. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. Didn't even know who Chris was. And finally, ooh, plastic production is set to what by 2050? I'll give you. I'll give you multiple choice because yeah. these are like I don't know why you know this. Plastic production is set to triple, quadruple, or double by twenty fifty. I'm gonna give myself a D because I want to remain like somewhat like optimistic, <laughs> like a, a, a choice, like you know A B C D D being it's going to cease. <laughs> Just to bring that positive energy to the end of this quiz. It's going to halt. It's going to stop existing. It's going to cease by 2050. Do you know what? I wish. It's quadruple. Literally quadruple. How is that even possible? That's scary. It's like, you know, especially when you see some of the pictures of like, you know, like literally like plastic lakes and plastic like seas. It's like, how... How are we still doing this and not feeling bad? <laughs> and also, I mean, I get the money thing. I don't get it. But obviously, I, I understand why these, like, big businesses, like, no, like, keep plowing. It's cheaper. Keep yeah, and even, it, like, but... recycling. And this is why recycling is almost, like, fake. Yeah. It, yeah, because it's, like, it, I wish we were in a society where recycling, like, made sense. But with the large corporations, it's cheaper to produce new plastic. So unless they feel the need to, they won't. Absolutely. Um, and also, it just ends up being shipped off, as we found out. Um, oh, my gosh. I know. So, Did you yeah. see that BBC documentary? Like, that was ha- I found that like harrowing. To be honest, come, we kind of deserve it. And what's what's actually happening now is these countries are sending it back and going, Good. we're so not your dumping ground. Exactly. But... What's our, you know, governments wanting to do? Oh, no, let's just burn it all. Burn it all. <laughs> and we're seeing, like, developments of incinerators. Like, bear in mind, like, this is, like, post-declaring a climate emergency. They're still building incinerators. And one being um, one in uh, Enfield, Edmonton, that is really, really close to my home. Really? Yeah, and there's another one going up in Greenwich as well. <gasps> yeah, there's, like, there, there are loads of incinerators that they're planning on building. That I'm assuming will release like toxic fumes and greenhouse gases. You're seeing um, like for like even up to like infant mortality rates around the areas, smaller land capacity, adding to um, the air pollution issues. Yeah, it's it's really really scary, really scary. And like when I was a kid, I would always remember going on the A four O six with my mum, and she would always tell us to wind up the window, but I didn't I didn't really understand why. Till I realised we wind up the window because of the heavy, like, smoke in the air that comes from the incinerator that's just off good for mum for, like, like, knowing that. Like, even when you were kids. Like, I think that's that's quite cool. I feel like we forget that these have been issues for years and years and years, but it's only because now it's, like, in the mainstream we're now talking about it. But, like, your mum was aware of that as an air pollution issue when you were a kid. Yeah, and she wouldn't even think of it as an air pollution issue. I think that's even partly the scariest part. Mm. That there's so many things that we think about, you know, in related to environmentalism that we don't actually fully think about yeah, it in the same yeah. way. You know, like, I always talk about, like, immigrants having, like, really eco-friendly lives, not because 
they're particularly caring of the environment but because that's just the way that we've grown up like yeah. you know reusing like ice cream containers to store food and Absolutely. stuff like this and like saving the plastic bags inside that drawer <laughs> you know and it's like we we don't realize and mark this as you know environmentalism but it kind of is it's you know? because you haven't had like the consumerist narrative like shoved down other like mm. cultures throughout. it's like i feel like especially in like the western world we are so told about consumerism it's like buy 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 so you you just you you buy the plastic bottle again and again and again but you're right like in in different countries and different cultures like because you aren't told to do that that's just not even a thought like you'd have the ice cream container and then you would obviously use it for i know xyz just yeah. because you then own that and you then exactly, have that so yeah. why wouldn't you reuse it do you know what when we were kids I was just thinking about this when you were saying about what your mum used to say about <laughs> doing on the windows. We did the same, but not for the same reason. So we used to drive, we used to live in like this really sweet little village, which was like really nice. And you kind of had to go like through the middle of the countryside to get there. And there would be this one road and we'd always like have to wind up the windows, but not because the air was polluted, but because we lived to live next to a chicken farm. And it's a stink. So we were like, oh my God, like wide up the windows. It was like horrible. And that also has like... But even that's something to talk about. And I think oh my people don't understand why people push like not gonna lie veganism is not gonna save the environment so we need to stop pushing that narrative because i'm not there for it <laughs> like, i'm so sorry like this is a whole like societal issue like the way we treat each other and the way we treat the earth is the problem rather than you know stop eating animals one day and you know like things like the stealing of indigenous land <laughs> you know what i mean like we need that to might fix itself exactly <laughs> like it, it is the way that we treat each other and the way yeah. that we treat the earth that is our issue yeah. and that's what we need to start correcting to create sustainability 100%. um but like for example like this is why people at least why i went uh, like freegan um which is like vegan when buying however if it's food waste or free i'm just they're like freegan yeah yeah never heard of that before <laughs> like, yeah i'm a freegan yeah because it's great you eat that like cool. a lot of like you know food waste it sounds so much unappetizing than it actually is mm. but it's things like you know let's say for example, a good good company that does it is like, for example, Prep. But Prep gives it to homeless mm-hmm. communities, which yep. is quite really really amazing. But Planet Organic does it when it's like things are gonna go off. Yeah. By the end of the day, they won't be able to sell it anymore. Yeah. They give it for free, and then you just come and pick it up. You know, distribute it in your local area through things like Olio as well, so you amazing. can meet other freegans, and then you end up having like surplus food as well. That's great though, and it makes so much sense. Like things like that just make sense. It's like, why yeah. wouldn't you? Like it's bonkers that we would have all this food and just like throw it in the bin when there's people like starving and like in poverty and can't even afford yeah. to buy meals. Like, and because we're so like wanting perfection, especially when it comes to our food, mm-hmm. even things that aren't bad and are perfectly fine to eat, we don't eat them. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, so that, that's a part, you know, like the animals as well um when they're like like made in like battery farms and stuff like this That's like horrendous. it's all like one like animal welfare like you know being stuffed with antibiotics yeah. and things like that it's just not very nice to think about if you want to eat them um this is like you know moralistically i actually don't have that much of an issue with people eating animals mm. but at the same time it's like animals kept in those conditions being fed with like antibiotic like that's doesn't do anyone any good no um and then also like things like for example how their waste is treated mm-hmm. and how it goes into like streams oh my gosh and yes. how it pollutes water yes. and also how it damages and degrades the soil parts of environmentalism which are like less fun to talk about like for example um 
like soil quality in the UK. Um, some predictions are saying we have 20 to 30 years of fertile soil left in the UK. So boring. Um, because of our farming and agricultural practices. So um, if we don't start changing this, we literally just won't be able to grow food. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and that's it. <laughs> we just won't be able to grow any food. So, you know, um, we should probably start doing something about this. <laughs> just start caring. Like, if you're hungry, if you want to eat. That is so freaky. But thank you. Thank very you. Very much, Gaze, coming on. Our first show. It's Yay! Been amazing. Where can people find you? As in, not your address. Like, your yeah. Instagram handle. If they want to follow you, like, talk to you, what's the best way to get in touch? So, if you want to find me, I'm, like, so much like one of these, like, I'm just not really on socials. I have socials for the sake of work. Um, but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Agaji Days. A-G-H-A-J-I d-a-z-e all one word um <laughs> and also to be honest like throw in my email there i think on my instagram it has a button of where you can email me i think email is probably like the best way Definitely. to get me and i just love even if it's just like questions or just conversations like that's my thing and even if it's not you know like obviously work opportunities are amazing and you know broke students so like it would be great Send them my way. <laughs> But at the same time, like, 2020 is going to be a big year for the environment. It's the year that I'm hoping we, like, sort all this shit out so, you know, we can get on with life and partying, go to Ibiza or something <laughs> fun. You know what I mean? Have a good time. Have a good Just time, a nice exactly. Time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I'll be doing a lot of things. It will be really cool to get some people involved who want to get involved and also, you know, watch me do cool stuff. Do my thing. Yes. I will come to that trip with you. Thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> we have been Reaction by Home Things. You can find us on Instagram at get underscore home things. Mm-hmm.